Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I love that song. It is now 10.09. Welcome back. I meant to give you information about this Tony Award-winning musical that we talked about at the end of the 9 o'clock hour. <clears throat> and um, the soundtrack, really, uh, there's a few generations now that just love this music. And um, I'm really excited to tell you that um, this is the final show. In fact, this, it's coming to Minneapolis. As you heard him say, he will be arriving for the Temptation show on tomorrow. And for two weeks, it'll be the final show of the 2021-2022 Bank of America Broadway on Hennepin season, uh, Broadway on Hennepin. And this is on July 28th. I'm sorry. Let me say that again. Please forgive me. June 28th. This is just around the corner, as you know, in the next two days. June 28th, it opens all the way through July 10th at the historic Orpheum Theater. So once again, it's a Tony Award winning musical that created the soundtrack for a generation and it is coming to Minneapolis for two weeks as the final show of the 2021-2022 Bank of America Broadway on Hennepin season. And that's June 28th. It opens through July 10th at the historic Orpheum Theater. So get your tickets, go and sing your hearts out like Just My Imagination once again. Running away with me, or Papa was a rolling stone. Yeah, wherever he laid his hat was his home, or ain't too proud to beg. Sweet darling, you know, y'all know these songs, honey. I'm sitting here jamming since I stopped talking to that man. Good Lord. Seriously, go get your tickets quickly. I sure hope I can be there as well. Say, Jonathan, look, dude. Here we are in the mom and Michael hour, and Michael's not joining us tonight. <laughs> but he had something he really had to do, and I understood that. No problem. Um, I'm very excited that, you know, you and I get a chance to cover a few things. First of all, I want to ask you some questions. Uh-oh. Yeah, I want to ask you some questions. Uh-oh. So here's the thing. First of all, what was it? Did Did you have guy bands or boy bands, as they used to call them? you know, like the Temptations, did you have, like, love for their music and their style? Um, uh-oh, uh-oh. So, really, there was, there are always going to be boy bands. There, I think that is something since the Beatles and the Rolling Stones and the, and the even before the British invasion, there were, there were, there were bands that were groups that were hip that that had kind of that youth movement 
I mean, you go back to the stuff like doo-wop and the, you know, the early rock days, and you've got bands like that. So every generation has them sprinkled out. I kind of fall into two generations. The first Which? one was the one of the 80s, where you had your bands like DeBarge, New Edition, well, ba- uh, um, New Kids on the Block, mm-hmm. you know, those bands. And I was a little too young for that craze. Then you get into kind of my wheelhouse, where oh. you had uh, Backstreet Boys, In Sync, Ninety Eight Degrees. You had a British band called Five. You know that you had all these bands that were that were out and that were that had all the the, the young the girls swooning and going to malls and saying, "Oh my God! Oh my God! Let me go see As far as me. At the time, I did not appreciate them as much. Yeah. I did not. Um, I would say if you get if you gave me specific songs that they had, yeah, I like specific songs, but I wasn't. Let's just say this: I wasn't out there trying to get frosted tips. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that wasn't going to be my style. So, I, 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 now that I have grown older and that's kind, that is kind of a nostalgic era. Right. Um I appreciate them I guess more or I'm I can appreciate the nostalgia more. There there are people I'm I'm betting in my age range that will that cannot stand their music, that will never stand their music, that is just their skin crawls every time they they see them on stage or they look back at those music videos. But I, I can appreciate the nostalgia at the very least. Um, and I did like a few of their songs. Not not all of them, but a few of them. Oh, my goodness. Let me tell you, if I heard, like, if I'm in the car driving and all of a sudden a Temptation song comes on, either as a commercial or just their song is being played on, on the air, I get so excited and I roll the windows down because I know I'm going to start screaming while I'm singing <laughs> because I love the music that much. I really do. Now, you probably love George Clinton and the Funkadelics and, you know, that sort of thing. Is that, Was that your thing or no? I, I'm, I've always considered myself basically a quote-unquote pop baby. So, I am too. Yeah. Well, well, George, I, I, I haven't gotten into George Clinton and the Funkadelic as much as I should have. Uh, I haven't gotten to as much 70s music. I, I'd like some of the 70s music, but I don't dive into it as much. Um, I'm more into, I guess, the 80s and the 90s were, were my range, so that's kind of what I've stayed into. But I definitely appreciate stuff from the 50s, 60s, and 70s and, and appreciate you know, the, music, the musicianship. It's funny that you mentioned this. Right now on CNN, I have CNN up on one of the monitors here, they're doing their retrospective, uh, one of their retrospective series, and they're, they have the one on the 70s, and they're covering the music part. So they're covering like the break of the yeah. of the Beatles and all that, and now they're into the women's power movement with Carol King and Linda Ronstadt, and uh, I think this segment they get into uh, Fleetwood Mac and stuff like that. Yeah, did I ever tell you that I did a duet with Carol King? I ha- you have mentioned that once or twice here on this yeah. very fun radio station. It just blows my mind when I think about it. It's like, was that for real? Was that for real, for real? Because, you know, she's, I believe, from Baltimore. I know she lives there. And, you know, I had a chance to perform with her uh, because of a prayer home companion, which 
I cried tears when I left that stage with her. I just cried tears. I was so excited. She was I actually born in New York. Okay, but she lives in Baltimore, I believe. Yeah, fact, I think I now, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. So <laughs> I just I cannot tell you how honored I was. And I sang um, Natural Woman, which she wrote um, not long ago, just a few nights ago. And it just reminded me all over again. I just felt so fortunate to to be in her company. And she said, Sherilyn, I heard we're going to do a duet. Are you are you interested? I'm like, interested? <laughs> you kidding? <laughs> it's like my head was going to explode. Does right? the sun rise during the daytime? Oh, my gosh, man. You know? Is... is- is the is the water blue? You know, right. it's just it's just of course. There's there's no question. Yeah, when I was uh, a part of a, a um, um, the Gospel at Colonus, which was the show that went to Broadway, that my whole family was in. All of my siblings except me had a chance to go to Broadway. Um, and I am telling you, when I went to the opening night, it was so exciting, so exciting to to be seated there and to see and look up and see all my siblings. Man, I cried tears of joy, and it was so wonderful to see all of these black people on stage. There was a choir from New York, about maybe 25 to 30 of them, and and of the Steels and the Five Blind Boys of Alabama and the Soul Stirrers. And we could go on and on and on. And we had a chance to work with uh, Morgan Freeman. And ah, uh, it was just, you know how you sit back and, and when it's done, you go, did that happen? Was that a dream? So That's what you, it felt like. So since, so since you weren't on the stage, were you the family member in the audience that when you're your brothers and your sisters went up there. Your sister went up there. You're, you're screaming from the other. That's my family. That's <laughs> my family. That's my family. I am so insulted. I cannot believe you said that. No, no, no. That's not how I roll. That's not how I roll. But I will say that that show also gave us the gift of Carnegie Hall. We all performed at Carnegie Hall. That's cool. And That's awesome. Yeah, with the play and all of the music from the piece and just incredible and they've taken it all over the world my sister and my brothers have been they performed at the acropolis in greece i mean think about that i'm blown away by it. you never know where life will take you and then when you realize where it's taking you you're so humbled by it just so incredibly humbled by it i've cried tears you know even just memories of it i i cry tears because i'm like wow just it's an incredible story to me. Doesn't have to be an incredible story to anyone else. Now, if you had an incredible story, would you tell it to me? Uh sure, yeah. Okay, go. <laughs> 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 you knew that was coming. I knew it was coming. <laughs> no, I I've been very fortunate. Um I haven't been as fortunate as you. I'll say that. I mean, you uh, the stuff that you have done and the stuff that you have been involved with throughout your career has been phenomenal. It's been mind-blowing to me. Um, I've had opportunities to, to go to some, to some events. And, again, it's, it's in a kind of ancillary role. It's not like being in the heart of something. But just while I've been here at the station, um, to go to be able to um, be allowed the opportunity – to go back home to cover a world, uh, not a World Series, uh, a, a Major League Baseball All Star Game, 
the fact that when the Ryder Cup was here, I had a chance to be on the grounds for that. This past year with the Women's Final Four and being in the company of some legendary figures as far as the sporting world is concerned and, and sports writing world is concerned and sports broadcasting world is concerned, uh, I, I've, I've felt fortunate and more fortunate than, uh, more fortunate than most people have because of the business that I'm in and the events exactly. that we get to cover. And so just being in, in that space is fantastic. Probably the, the best, real quick, the best year that I had was my freshman year at college. And you got to remember, I'm going to school in the middle of Iowa, you know, Podunk, middle of Iowa. This is nothing Podunk? around. Podunk? Yeah. Iowa? No, I wouldn't call Iowa Podunk. Maybe maybe people felt that way 40 years ago. No, 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 no. Not now. All, when I think of Podunk, I think of, of out-of-the-way areas, you know, Things that aren't, you know, cities that are, you know, less than fifty or seventy-five thousand on a, on average, or a hundred thousand. But it, when you leave this area, when you leave the city that the college is in, all you got around you is cornfields. And well, now there are wind some farms. cities That's like all. that. There are some cities like yeah. that. I know a young woman who went to one of the Ivy Leagues, Cornell, I think, which is yeah, upstate in New York. Ithaca, Ithaca, New York. Yep, yeah, upstate New they York. They didn't even have a McDonald's. I mean, she was yeah. just stunned. It was That's <laughs> culture what I'm saying. shock. That's what you I'm know? saying. It's, it's, when you get to these college towns, the college towns themselves are usually pretty small. They're not usually that big. And so, again, middle of Iowa, during my freshman year, and this first thing, Okay, the last, I'm going to save this to last because this is kind of the uh-oh thing. But during that first year, w- there was a group on campus, a couple groups on campus that would bring in guest speakers. Okay. And so I saw Robin Roberts of Good Morning America oh. fame at, at that time of ESPN, but of Good Morning America now. Robin yeah. Roberts came to speak. Dick Gregory came to speak. Oh, Wow. During our, did you get to meet them? I I met I met Miss Roberts. I actually met her and uh, told her that she's you know she she was an inspiration to me and everything. And she gave me a hug, which was it still blows my mind to this day. I did not meet Mr. Gregory um, during our spring festival. We had comedians come in throughout mm-hmm. that throughout the four years I was there. The, my freshman year was Dave Chappelle. <laughs> And you still love him today. I still you am love a fan. His I still am a fan. I, yeah, you are a huge fan. And I so, am not. And so uh, the the last one, I'm going to save. This is kind of the uh oh. <laughs> Freshman year, right after the first week. This is before. La- this is Labor Day weekend, I believe, because because we started the week before Labor Day. Labor Day weekend. We've just started classes. I'm just fresh and new, and I'm a I'm you know a Right out of the dew and onto the onto the into the dorms and everything. Bill Cosby came to speak on campus. Wow! And I went to that show. I went to that. I went to that. He basically he didn't do a, a show or a comedy routine. He just kind of sat and did a one man talking show. Yeah. And I went to that. And and even with everything that's happened to him and everything that has come out to come to light about him today, it's still a surreal moment for me. It still is. 
For me, too. I mean, I had a chance to be on stage with him at a corporate event. Thank you so much to that company. They were so good to me. And I was told that he was going to come out and perform after me. So I did my thing and I left. I started to leave the stage. He comes out, grabs my hand, pulls out a chair, sits me right in front of him. And he says, "Okay, let's sing together. (laughs) Just we started singing. He's telling jokes. I mean, we we did this whole thing for like 10 minutes. It was just off the cuff. And um, afterwards, he would always go and visit and meet with all of the people that were in hospitality, you know, those that change the beds, those that feed the people in the hotels, all of that. He spent about, my goodness, it was my mom and I in there with him with a whole bunch of other people, lots and lots of people. And he must have been in there for at least a half an hour, if not 40 minutes, just to talk to them and encourage them. And I thought that was beautiful. And yes, I know we we know Bill Cosby now. We know that it's a different story. But please imagine how Jonathan and I felt um, meeting someone that we really admired for so long. that That's a big thing, big, big thing, Jonathan. And I hope you hold on to that memory. I hope you will. I, I, I think I will. But anyway, we got a break. We got a break. Oh, we got a break? Oh, my goodness. Let's take a break. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. I still love that song, Jonathan. I do, I do, I do. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the Mom and Michael Hour. Michael could not join us tonight, so it's just Jonathan and I having a really good time. And thank you so much for sticking and staying with us tonight. Um, Jonathan, I, I just want to, st- where do I begin? So there's music at the Lake Harriet band show. And I have gone out there for several years to hear some bands, right? A lot of times I'll just meander from Calhoun or Betamakaska and go right over to Harriet and listen to some music, right? And they just had, um, tonight function junction. And it's the best 60s and 70s dance music. Okay. But tomorrow night at 7.30 at the Harriet Bandshell is going to be Detroit Don King Band. <laughs> it's authentic urban blues. What? 
Yeah, I'm not kidding you. Detroit this, Don King Band. Does this dude have some sort of like fires, fire looking hair? That hair? Yep. <laughs> I saw Don King. I couldn't. Re- I I I couldn't. I didn't remember that he was still alive. But they uh, there was a uh, retros not a retrospective, but a a, a biography. Uh, a, a biography series, I guess you could, you would call it, on mm-hmm. Muhammad Ali, that was done okay. by by Ken Burns and Ken Burns's daughter, and uh, and another co collaborator, and they were going through. He show, I think he showed up in the third. There were is a four part series. I think he showed up in the third part because he came on for the Rumble in the Jungle with him with Ali taking on George Foreman. Okay. And they started talking about him, and they showed him, and they showed him talking. I'm like, oh my, oh my lord, it's Don King, <laughs> and he didn't have he didn't have the hair. The I hair know was there tamed. was that. Okay, you saw him when he had the hair, the tamed hair. You know that's not easy um, to see that because he used to wear his hair like that all no, the time. I, so I remember there was one Fourth of July. This was when I, this was almost 20 years ago when I was doing television. And we were we were working on a Fourth of July, and someone had Don King in their parade, and so you saw him. I can't remember whether he was in a car or in, a, in something, but there he was with the little flag waving the flag, and we're doing it as our kicker to end the show. And all of a sudden, I start going into my Don King impression. It is just is just is a disaster. <laughs> Didn't work out, did it? Yeah, no. no. <laughs> But I would love to have met him. I have so many questions I would have He's asked still alive. Him. You could probably he he yeah. pro- he probably would welcome someone meeting him at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. Hey, by the way, at this band show coming up on June thirtieth, it's Katie B and those SOBs. That's a bad name, folks. <laughs> Terrible. Copy that. Tune into that, folks. That's a band name. But listen to what they do. It's an acoustic contemporary folk country blues. I didn't expect that. I'm, I just, that I just have to say that, I didn't I'm, expect I'm, that. I, I wasn't leaning that way, but it, uh-huh. but I'm not surprised. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> okay. No. We're going to take a break and then come back with the weather. We'll be back. <laughs> All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, it's 1040, by the way. Welcome back, everyone. As we wrap up this hour, I want to talk a little bit about inflation and how it's crushing almost all aspects of Americans' budgets, including their vacations. And this article is from Nerd Wallet, and it talks about the difference of last year to this year, right? So prices rose on an average 8.5% for the past 12 months, ending in March 2022. That's according to the U.S. Department of Labor. And one major travel expense rose way more than that. Rental car prices skyrocketed 24% 
the year over year based on February data. Now, the Consumer Price Index, which measures prices on items like travel, groceries, clothes, and cars, <clears throat> excuse me, in March 2022, saw the highest inflation reading since December of 1981. Now, if you already knew this, great. The big question is, what do we do now? Those that still want to go on vacation, how in the world are they going to do it? Annual inflation rates are a common way to understand economic changes, they say. But when comparing 2022 inflation data to 2021, it's important to acknowledge how unique last year was. Okay, It says in 2021, many people's work schedules were adjusted or reduced and daily activities came to a standstill due to ongoing closures at bars, restaurants, and gyms. Travel, especially of the international kind, was difficult. But given such low demand, travel was also generally pretty cheap. It's almost certain you'll pay more for the same trip in 2022 than you did in 2021. But how much more should you expect to pay this year versus past years when vacations were a bit more normal? So I don't know what normal means, Jonathan, necessarily. I really don't. But I know in 2022, the prices have gone way up on how much Americans will spend um, or, or, or at least budget to try to go on vacation. In 2022, they're saying a family would do like $3,797 they spend for a vacation. Now, that's a lot of money to me. Yes, it is. Where are they going? Where are they going, right? So what did you do for your vacation? And can you tell us what it cost you? So whenever I go back, what I did this time for my vacation was I went back to Kansas City for oh, a few nice. days. And, did you and, see mom and dad? Yes. Oh, yeah. Awesome. I, I, I usually stay with my father. So um, I'm, that's one of the good things about when I go and where I go to, to places. I'm not usually spending money on hotels. I'm not I, – I take places to go usually see people. So, so I go to a place where I know somebody and then I might stay with them and then we'll hang out. I don't usually take vacations just to take a vacation and just to go somewhere and, and chill out and chillax and just pull in the atmosphere. I'm usually there to see somebody or, or in the case of knowing somebody. So I don't so know. You've never shown up. You never showed up and, and not call or anything. You like you always call or plan this with your friends. I try to I try to plan it. Yes. Yeah, because uh, the thing with my age right now is people have families. People have uh, they got uh, spouses. They've got kids. They've got pets. They've got all this stuff that they need to take care of. And so if I show up unannounced, that's no, that's. That's not how I roll. That's usually not how I roll. Mm. Vacations for me are very difficult. You know, I I love to work, love to work, but I also Same here. need it. I, I need a vacation, right? And so my vacations um, are staycations often. You know, maybe outside of the Twin Cities, I'll go to a bed and breakfast or to a hotel and just relax. Um, so, you know, that that's not much of a vacation to me. But I would love to just do what I used to do many years ago, you know, go around to different states and stay in different places or sit out on the ocean and that sort of thing. But these days, man, I don't know. Um, people are kind of losing it. And you just don't know what to expect when you cross over into another state because that state may be completely different from Minnesota. 
And that's fine. It's just I need to know how different you are. <laughs> so. And that's why you that's, – that's another reason why I don't want to say I'm necessarily scared to go places. I don't want to be in that mindset. But I do have to remember to be a little bit more careful, even in the places that I, that I have known or that I've been to. I know that there are areas and situations where you might need to put your head on a swivel just because you may not be as familiar with that neighborhood or that suburb or that, that area that you're going to if you're going to. Now, one of the big reasons I went home was because one of my cousins celebrated his 40th birthday, and so nice. we had a party for him. Um, and so there were places that I was going that I hadn't frequented when I was younger, hadn't frequented when I went back on visits. So you just keep your head on a swivel, you know, have people around that you know, and you should be okay. But I am – I don't want to be in that mindset because it's it's damaging. It 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 in my opinion it takes away from your soul. It really does. Okay, so let's be real. You are being hunted. Black men are being hunted. I don't want I so, I I understand the premise. I know it's out there. I'm aware of it. I hate thinking about that. I hate it. But I know that I need to think. I know that I need to think about it. You have to be aware of it, right? But yes. you are aware of it. That's the key. Yes. The key is to be aware of it. And and I know I've talked about it many times about the conversation that parents have to have with their black sons. And it's terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying. And there are black women that are dying and being killed as well. Not because of some gang fight, but because there are people hunting black people. Period. And some people probably don't want to accept that. Maybe they say, oh, you're just, you know, that's just not true and you're imagining things. Well, no, we're not imagining things. That's why I keep inviting people who have um, a good spirit and just want to know the truths that we know and understand. And I invite them to come over to North Minneapolis. Come and see what North Minneapolis is really all about. Drive through it and see it because, you know, most people, People that I know that have never driven through North Minneapolis think it's this horrible, violent place. And most neighbors won't say that. There are a few places in North Minneapolis, yes, that are on fire, right? Bullets are blazing. But it's not North Minneapolis. They, when you say North Minneapolis, they think all of North Minneapolis is ruined. And it's not. It's not. So, yeah, Jonathan, I'm going to tell you your truth. And I don't blame you for being very cautious and really thinking through where you're going and who you're going to be with and when you're going to go there. Sometimes we have to change our schedules to make sure that we understand where that particular city or that particular neighborhood is when it comes to the climate of things, right, of how people are handling the pain and the anger and so much more. But, yeah. You be safe when you travel. I pray for you. Yeah, I trust me. Like I said, I I don't throw more caution to the wind than some. I would I would say, am I more oblivious a little bit? But 
I'm not out there just just saying. I'm not under the impression that everywhere I go will be a safe haven. I would like to think it is. I I try to. I don't try to act in a in a guarded way, but. In the back of your mind, you look around, you, you get your surroundings, and maybe in some locations rather than others, you might, you know, put your antenna up. But, but I would say put your antenna up every day, every moment, have your antenna up. And that's, and that's where if I do that, and this is something that I have – reckoned with myself in my own thought processes and everything. If I do that every day, if I do that everywhere I go, I'm going to be exhausted every single night, every single time I come back home from where I go. And I can't do that. I, I just, I've, I've made it up in my mind where I can't do that all the time. I, I try to, be more aware, and especially in in climates that we've had over the last few years, but to tense up and to to be on guard all the time, it just wears me down. Well, may I offer just a little bit of advice, if you don't mind? Sure. Um, For me, as a mother of an African-American son, I can say that we have to find pockets of joy. Um, my former sister-in-law wrote a book called Pockets of Joy, and it's very true. You know, you have to find something that brings you happiness. You know, many people say happiness is fleeting. It could be maybe a television show that you enjoy or a movie that you enjoy or a book that you enjoy, but something that you can turn to that makes you laugh because laughter is so healing. Something that allows you to just stop and go, I'm okay. I'm okay. I know my truth. I know what's happening, but I'm okay. And I'm grateful for that because it is terrifying, not just for our sons, not just for our friends who are African-American. It is everywhere. It's everywhere in this country. And knowing that some people will seize up and say, oh my gosh, I'm not leaving the house. We can't do that. We have to be out and about. We have to know that I'm strong enough. I'm strong enough to deal with this because I have to. Our ancestors did. You know, that whole movie about Harriet Tubman, powerful. Did you see it? Yes, I, I remember seeing that. Yep. And by the way, we, got, we have to get to a break like now. Okay. All right. All right. Break. It is now 10.57, almost 10.58, and I have to say it's been a joy being with here with you tonight. Jonathan and I filled in, even though Michael Battle wasn't here, but thank you. And I am absolutely honored to be on radio with you. If you weren't here, then I wouldn't be here. Good night, everyone. Thanks, thanks a lot, Gerilyn, and just wanted to let you say, when keeping it real runs you out of time. <laughs> Amen. Thanks, Jonathan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 